Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm slash partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Realm presents Roanoke Falls, Episode 6. James's axe in my hand, my father's beads at my throat, Thomas's blood stains my smock. I am not alone. The morning sky is bleached, bone white. Trees claw up towards the light. The devil knows these woods better than me. I need to get back to the settlement. I see the settlement through the trees. The air seems hazy, thick. The light should be getting brighter now. Why isn't it? Charred flakes. The taste of smoldering wood. Heat builds with every step I take. Smoke plumes above the treetops. Oh, no! I break clear of the forest, wipe the ash from my face. Thomas's church is lit up like a funeral pyre. Flames lick up the wooden walls. Help! Help us! Obedience! She told me the settlement was gathering for prayer. They're still inside. I dash to help, but the heat pushes me back. Sweat pours down my face. I can barely see through the cinders and smoke. Fumes burst between the planks and the walls. All the shutters are barred shut. There's not much time. The church will collapse and crush everyone with it. Hold on! Out of the corner of my eye, I see a figure moving through the mist, away from the church towards James's forge. <laughs> he did this, like James said, punishing the faithful. I clamp both hands on the shaft of my axe. Get the children out! Stand back from the door! <gasps> my axe leaves a thin dent. Blisters form on my damp palms. I can see light. A soot-stained hand reaches through the gap. Push that plank, it's weak! Pass the arc through. I need to hit it from his side. I give it to him. The door gives way. 
People spill out onto the grass, but I don't recognize them. Their faces are smudged with soot. Ash coats their hair. You're all right. You'll be all right. A man in Scotch clothing carries a girl over his shoulder. I see two women huddled over bundles in their arms. Obedience and Mistress Dare. Hush now. Shh. I have you, sweetie. Their babies are alive. Filthy, moaning, but alive. It's all I need to see. My glass beads scorch against my throat. I take off my necklace and tuck it into my jacket pocket beside the penknife. I run towards the forge. The devil standing in front of the furnace. Flames outline his shape. And the dragon stood before the woman. There are no prison bars to save you this time, Agnes. There's a hammer laying on the bench. I edge towards it. The anvil stands between us. Damn you! <laughs> Still cursing. A sinner to the end. I'm not afraid of you. The hammer's so close. <gasps> you should be. Zachary and Thomas were strong men. Look what happened to them. Zachary was carrying a baby. Thomas was asleep. You killed Daniel in his sickbed. Prudence was just a little girl. You're not powerful. You're a coward. <laughs> I lunge. He swipes his claws and paint slices through my cheek. But I, uh, I've got it. I, I've got the hammer. I'll send you back to the abyss. I swing my hammer. It cracks down on his skull, shattering it like an egg. The bone falls away. A gaunt, human face glowers up at me. You're just a man. I see your face. His lips pull into a sardonic grin and his eyes, they still burn. His skin is pale like a grub. You see his face. The poor fool. They said they could help him. They said if he prayed, his soul would be clean. He, he believed them. But the urge to maim, to kill, never stopped. They just grew stronger. We circle the anvil. Blood drips down my cheek. I see the broken shards of his claws and realize he made them himself. Sharpened bones and, and fixed them to gauntlets. Every part of him is human. If I can just keep him talking, distracted. You came to Roanoke with the first settlement. Last attempt to save his soul in a new land. But he eventually learned the truth. The word of God is nothing but lies and empty promises. And those who spread those lies must be punished. He picks up the bellows and blows <laughs> dust and embers into my face. <clears throat> Blindly, I swing the hammer. Sparks fly as it clashes against heated metal. I stagger backward. You've lost your mind, not your soul. <laughs> That's what you'd rather believe. His mother wanted to think the same.
But she learnt the truth in the end. You killed your own mother? The minister said it was an accident. He took the orphan in. But it was me who nurtured the boy, who raised him as my own. He gave himself over to me and I devoured him. His eyes gleam maniacally. No longer a devil, but a cruel man lost to delusion. I'm going to stop you, and no one will call this an accident. I swing forward with my hammer as he raises the bellows. <gasps> Something flares at my side. Oh! Oh! White heart, a poker. I wasn't watching his other hand. I drop the hammer. The killer kicks it away. Somehow I find the strength to run. The pain is excruciating. I knock tools off the benches as I go. Anything to trip him up and slow him down. Cold air doubles the pain of my wounds. I limp across the grass in the direction of home. He's following me. Slowly, enjoying the suspense. His black coat stretching like a shadow at his back. Even James couldn't save himself. You'll join him in the lake of fire. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. People have been inside my house. The slats on the floor are still stained with Thomas's blood, but the bed has been stripped and the sheets are boiling in the cauldron. There are buckets of rusty water, and my broken broom leans against the wall. There's nothing useful left downstairs. Oh, what about the loft? Oh, I grab a hold of the ladder, but my injured leg won't lift. Let go of me! There's nowhere to hide. Oh, I lose my grip on the ladder. Desperately, I reach for my necklace. It's all that I have. The metal chain loops easily around his throat. His claws slash wildly, but I'm behind him now, pulling tight. A link breaks, the beads scatter. We fall in opposite directions. He staggers towards the bed. I reel back to the fire. My bleeding hands grope for something, anything. All they find is a washboard. The killer grins. Time to give the devil his due. He pulls off one of his claws and throws it like a dagger. I raise the washboard as a shield just in time. But he's quick, and the second dart burrows into my shoulder. Oh, my legs give way. Mm-hmm. It's a shame this has to end. I so enjoyed our game. Poor Thomas. He really thought his faith would save him. <laughs> It was easy to torture him, to turn him against you, as if you could command me. Look at you, pathetic. You could never be the Witch of the Woods. 
My eyelids flutter open. I'm on the dirt, facing the wall. The broom lays by my side. Its handle, a sharp, splintered point from when I broke it. Still, you survived longer than the last one. Your corpses can rot together. Just you, me, and Hannah forever in the shack. His shadow falls over me. Oh, I roll at the last minute, broomstick poised like a spear. It finds its mark in the soft flesh under his ribs. His eyes widen in shock. His blood is as red as any mortal's. One hand grips the shaft of the broom as he falls. He drops, blood oozing from the side of his mouth. I stand and plant my foot on his chest, yanking out the broom. You're not the devil, but you're going to meet him now. I tip the cauldron over. Boiling water and lye cascade over him. His skin blisters and pops. The killer writhes and twists in pain. He's no longer pale. Now he's as red as the demon he wanted to be. At last, he falls still. It's over. Relief quickly gives way to sadness. The killer may be gone, but so is my life as I knew it. My hope for love with Jake's. Probably the colony at Roanoke too. They're gone. All I have left is scars. Eventually, I gather enough strength to stand up. I need to wash my wounds before they fester. I stagger out of my house for the last time. A pall of grey smoke drifts towards the trees. Thomas's church smoulders, the rafters exposed, the supports crumbled and black. All his dreams have turned to dust. But there are people moving outside the building. They are not wearing the stiff wall of the colony. The Croatoan. They must have seen the smoke and come with food and medicine. All the bounty we tried but failed to pull from this land. One of them, a man, gestures off into the distance. Obedience and Caleb follow a group of native women in the same direction. Gradually, they vanish into the mist. The settlement is done. In years to come, only the forest will remember what happened here, and I don't want that. Reaching into my jacket pocket, I find the penknife. <sighs> it was in there all along. Carefully, I carve the letters into the trunk, so if anyone comes looking for us, they will know who saved those that survived. Croatoan. I limped the other way, towards the ocean. I think of James, lying beneath trees like this. I don't want to see those words ever again. I remove my boots, pad across the sand and stones. Froth laps at my feet. Freezing water teases at my calves, my knees, my waist. It hurts, but it's a good pain. All the blood and filth twist away in copper ribbons. I 
plunge beneath the surface. I can feel the heartbeat of the ocean. The waves that carried my mother from France and my father's ships. I remember who I am. I'm not a sinner, like they said. I'm a survivor. And I no longer feel alone. I glance down at my stomach, rippling beneath the water. There's a chance, however slim, that I might have taken more than memories from James that night. I raise my head. Autumn sun breaks through the clouds. There, on the horizon, I see it. Right now, it's only a smudge, but it's growing larger. A ship heading towards the island. I don't know who will be on it. I don't know where it might take me. But I'm ready. Listen away. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Produced by Nicole Otto and Haley Wagreich. And executive produced by John Carpenter, Sandy King Carpenter, and Molly Barton. Performed by India Dupre, Eric TD, Anthony Garland, Theo Devaney, Jack Hawkins, Stella Balik Carr, Jess Nahikian, Callie Shatara, Kyle McCarley, Craig Robert Young, Caroline Bloom. Audio production and direction by Kaylin West. Sound design by Fred Greenhalge and Rory O'Shea. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Original music by Hashem Asadullahi. With orchestration by Andrew Rowan. Featuring performances by Kevin Devine, Alba Ponce de Leon, Max Kutner, Carl McComas Reichel, and Peter Brandler. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Thank you.